Hey guys, welcome back to Sarah Says, the weekly podcast with me, Sarah, CEO and Chief Scrunching Enthusiast over at Sackman Studios, talking about whatever it is that's on my mind. Hey guys, how is it going? This is a makeup podcast. Like I said at the end of the February wrap up, I wanted to try and make up for the weeks that I uh, had taken off. And this podcast is dedicated to the ways that you can help people in Ukraine and the surrounding countries. Um, is still helping people in Ukraine, but, um, or of Ukraine, but not necessarily just helping Ukraine as the country. Um, because as we know, uh, Russia behind Putin. And when I say Russia, I basically just mean Putin. I do not blame this on the Russian people whatsoever. Um, and to all of the Russian people that have stood up and have been protesting in the streets and getting arrested, um, and doing what they can, I think that they are some of the bravest people that we will n- never meet uh, because I cannot imagine the sacrifices that they are willing to go through um, for being in Russia um, doing that. So when I say Russia, I strictly mean Putin. Uh, but I also want to like limit saying his name because I don't know. I just want to make sure that somehow this isn't going to get censored. Um, but anyway, as we know, they invaded Ukraine on February 24th. And unfortunately, the situation is still continuing to uh, evolve. It's continuing to devolve. So Right when this first started, I saw a social media post amongst my own social media people, friends, and people that I don't know but that I follow, um, posting links with places where you could send money or donate or help. And a lot of those are the places that I'm going to talk about. Um, but then after sort of the first weekend, for most of the people that I follow, that sentiment just kind of went away. And, um, unfortunately, this is not something that's over. It's not like a hurricane. It's not like a tornado. It's not like anything else that we've ever experienced. Um, so, you know, those people still need our help, but this is a continuing, it's not just send something down one time and then, yay, you've done your part. Um, so if you feel so inclined to help in any of the ways, I hope you listen to this podcast and you find something useful, um, share it to help get the word out to other people. And, um, I mean, most of my listeners do come from America. My, my second country is mostly, like, um, Irish, uh, Ireland, <laughs> the Irish people. Um, and, well, it's, it's sort of like America and then the UK and then Ireland, I think, are my top three countries. And then, like, Australia or something. Um, but, yeah, to my American listeners, you should care about this situation. I'm not asking you to care necessarily as much as I care, um, but you should care and you should be paying attention because literally at any moment this can turn into actual World War III and therefore America would be involved. Um, And, you know, if, um, if you have not read history books, if you we're not a big history person. Um, you you should look into some history because this is scarily um, turning very coincidental to how World War II started, just with different countries' names attached. The main difference is is that a lot of it is already escalating uh, to the points that they are because we have. 24-hour news media. We have actual live cameras in cities that are being attacked or that we're watching to, you know, keep tabs on everything. We have reporters there. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have TikTok. We have everything. And that's something that they didn't have in the past. So um, you should care. You should pay attention. uh, And it should feel like it concerns you because, uh, because it does. Um, even if we never see bombs or fighting here in America, it absolutely concerns and involves you. And, you know, that's, that's me on my soapbox trying to be kind about it. But, um, 
yeah, you should care. Definitely. And, and I'm not asking for people to care and post 24 seven about it. That's, you know, I'm not here for virtue signaling. I'm not even here. I'm not even doing this for a, a pat on the back for me. I'm doing it because otherwise I feel completely hopeless and useless in this moment. Um, so for me, action is really the only thing that keeps my anxiety at bay about everything. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just, I can't imagine what, uh, what they're going through in Ukraine, uh, to the two million people that have already left and become refugees. I cannot imagine. And to the people that stayed, I, I, you know, so, for me, being able to use my platform to make this podcast to hopefully influence one person to help here in America, uh, that's worth it for me because at least then I feel like I've, like I'm trying to help. I'm trying to make my, uh, do my part and help um, to hopefully ease the suffering, ease the burden, and maybe help put a stop to this sooner um, in some form or fashion. So anyway, let's get into ways that uh, we can help Ukraine. Okay, let's get into the verified accounts of ways that you can help. So first, and this is really in no particular order, but if you want to donate directly to the Ukrainian military, you can through comebackalive.in.ua. Now, the thing about this is they don't necessarily have an easy way to donate. I mean, it is easy, but the service that they use is one called fondy.eu, F-O-N-D-Y, and the .eu just means Europe. And I mean, it says that, you know, they have all the encryption services, and I'm sure that it is, you know, that it's a perfectly safe place way to send money. Um, it's just not something that I had even previously heard of. And so I was like, oh, I, I don't know. Um, but, you know, like, I don't know like, what happens if, you know, my card number gets stolen, whatever. Although I'm, I'm positive that that doesn't happen. But um, if you want to donate, though, to the military that way, you can also find companies that are then, or people that are then donating. So, uh, we will talk about it here shortly, but, um, like I was able to make a contribution to come back alive through, uh, a shop on Etsy, uh, because she is Ukrainian and we're going to talk about that. But if you want to directly send money to the military, you can do it through, uh, comebackalive.in.ua. Um, also military related, there is Revive Soldiers Ukraine. So rsukraine.org. This is kind of like the Ukrainian version of Wounded Warrior in a way. Um, so it's not necessarily funding current, um, the current military, but it is still helping the Ukrainian military in general. You can donate using PayPal. That also looks like Bitcoin. I mean, it's so crazy to me because a lot of these places you can now donate doing um, like Bitcoin and um, what, Ethernet? Ethernet's not correct, right? You're, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Obviously, you can tell. <laughs> What's it called? It starts with an E. Um, you can tell I don't do any of that. You can, though, through Revive Soldiers, um, go to their Amazon link. So if you go to rsukraine.org and you scroll down, they have Help Ukrainian Soldiers by Purchasing via Amazon. And when you click that, I didn't even know you could buy these things off of Amazon. Uh, they have put up things specifically for the military. So in a way it is 
going towards the military, uh, but you're purchasing actual uh, physical items for them. And they are not necessarily cheap, uh, but it's basically like thermal night vision scopes. Um, this is what elite weather ballistics. I don't really know what that means, but I'm <laughs> something fancy drones, um, Motorola walkie talkies. Although I'm sure that they are, um, yeah, two way radios, um, headsets, whole bunch of different kind of scopes, um, portable backup power generators, basically, um, the uniforms, gloves, goggles. Those are pretty much the cheaper things here. Um, thermals for the like thermal underwear, some Garmin sat navs. Um, so not necessarily cheap, but if, if you have the money or if you pull resources with um, several people, you can do that through revived soldiers. Moving on from um, military specific help, um, most of the rest is fairly like they pretty much do the same thing, um, just different charity names and then um, kind of who necessarily they're helping first. So the Ukrainian Crisis Fund at my.care.org, that is the charity that I'm also choosing to use. Uh, I have some Sunflower Duo scrunchie packs up in the shop right now um, that I've repurposed to donating to care for the sales of them um, because the Sunflower is the national flower of Ukraine. Uh, I'm getting ready to put hats up there this weekend and I'm currently wearing the sweatshirt that I made and I, uh, it turned out really cool and I think I'm going to put that up too. Uh, and donations will be going to care. Uh, this is looking to help 4 million displaced people from Ukraine, primarily uh, women and girls and families and the elderly first. Um, and they are helping with immediate aid, recovery, food, water, hygiene kits, psychosocial support, and cash assistance. Um, you can donate using your card or PayPal, um, and you can do any form of donation amount that you want with that. Um, another, I don't know what happened to it. I was trying to have all of these open on my phone as I was going for it. So that way I could just pull them up as I went. Um, RASM, I think is how you say it, for Ukraine. So R-A-Z-O-M-F-O-R, Ukraine.org. They have kind of pulled sort of like a lot together um, as like under one umbrella, basically. So they like, well, they have one umbrella and then they've linked several um, different charities together to help. Uh, they say that they create spaces where people meet, partner, and work together to unlock the potential of Ukraine. RASM means together in Ukrainian and serves as a constant reminder of the community that it takes to create, build, and do. We maintain a relentless focus on the needs on the ground to support Ukraine and on opportunities to ampli amplify voices from Ukraine in conversations in the United States. Uh, RASM pri operates primarily in Ukraine, um, and they have the Ukrainian name, and as RASM in the United States, we prefer to collaborate with organizations and individuals so that we can deliver the highest impact. They are... Uh, they have set up an emergency response and um, they are trying to provide critical medical supplies to Ukraine. Um, okay, another one. And you know, this is the problem is that I just had this up because they had it all on that like on RASM I was able to pull a bunch that I had been researching anyway um it does say though 
that they are most specifically on RASM looking for medical aid and tactical medical supplies and equipment. They are not delivering humanitarian aid such as clothes, food, toys, etc. at the current moment. Um, so, like maybe you're a doctor or a nurse or, you know, in the medical field, whatever, um, that is, and you want to donate to help within the field, EMT, um, that is there. Okay. Hope for Ukraine. I found this through charitynavigator.org. So if you go to charitynavigator.org, you can type in Ukraine. And then basically any charity that is listed as, I believe, well, I think it's as long as it's listed as a 501c3 uh, shows up. A lot of them are not currently rated, um, which can and like can be a sign of uh, like that it's a scam slash it just doesn't have the financials. They didn't submit the financials, I think, um, because I have heard several people talk about Revive Soldiers, RASM, uh, care and come back alive. And all of those show up as not rated on Charity Navigator. This one though, um, Hope for Ukraine did, it was like 91%, like give with confidence. Um, 90%. So, um, love that. You can find it at hopeforukraine.net. I really enjoyed this, um, charity, looking at what they are providing because one, they've been around, uh, for a while. They already have partners in Poland with trains that they have loaded with humanitarian aid that they are sending to Ukraine. They have lots of photos up. Um, it is based out of New Jersey and it looks like they were kind of taking sort of, uh, like any donations or, you know, they probably had a list. Uh, so if you are, located around the New Jersey area, I would go to hopeforukraine.net and see um, if there's ways that you can help or donate there. Um, they had photos listed on March 7th saying our team in Ukraine has daily activities with children in war to help them forget all the horror they experience escaping their homes while being bombed uh, by the Russian army. So, and it's pictures of children doing crafts and, and playing. Um, so I love that, obviously, because I'm a nanny. Um, you know, I, I also want to be able to support and help the women and children because they are at an even greater threat than normal. I mean, this podcast we've talked before about, um, like, how it's insane in this day and age that you can be a woman and you can do so many things, but there are things you can't do. Well, then you put war and being displaced and it just amplifies that. And I personally think, um, okay, what I'm about to say is not safe for little ears. Um, I personally think that there is a special place in hell for the people that are taking advantage of this situation. Um, I read the most despicable story about, I, he's some kind of politician from Brazil and he had made the social media post about, like, how he was traveling to Ireland to send aid. Uh, like, he was taking, like, stuff with him to Ireland from Brazil to help people because um, there are Ukrainians that are going to Ireland right now. Um, Ireland has uh, lifted the uh, passport and uh, visa uh, application that you have to do to go. Uh, and then... And I forget now how they came across it, but there were voice recording notes in there with like friends that, and they were talking about how to sex traffic women from this situation. And I just find that so abhorrent. And then the topic got brought up where someone said, yeah, you know, my dad was just talking about this. Like, think of all the people that have signs at train stations saying like, oh, we have an extra room you know, we can drive you somewhere, you know, stay as long as you like. But then think of the amount of people that don't have good intentions. And like, for me, that was so, like, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily just like a head in the clouds kind of person. But like, even in my 
like lowest of low thoughts, that would not have even crossed my mind that people would take advantage that way. So anyway, um, anything honestly to do to help the women and children out of the situation to make sure that they are staying safe is like top priority for me. Um, but yes, hopeforukraine.net, they are helping, uh, they have refugees staying in Lviv right now, uh, which if you are keeping abreast of the situation, you know that most people from Ki- uh, Kiev are going to Lviv. Um, a lot of people are going to Lviv right now and it's a more Western place. So, and I'm sure that they will be moving on from there as well, uh, depending on how things continue to go. But that is another one. Okay. Now I'm going to have to type in the next one to get the, um, the correct details down here because it's not on my Google account anymore. And of course, first I get about seven other ones. Oh, okay. Well, here's one um, that I wanted to talk about first as well. Rescue.org. So help.rescue.org. They uh, are helping people in Ukraine. They they also help people in Afghanistan, Syria, and Yemen. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a monthly donation. Um... They are backed by the BBB. They show up on Charity Navigator. Um, they, let me go to the original or the homepage here. So it says they serve people whose lives have been upended by war, conflict, and natural disaster. They work in countries where people don't have the support they need to recover from crisis. They respond within 72 hours, staying to help countries stabilize and people rebuild their lives. And they resettle refugees welcomed by the United States, helping them to succeed and thrive. Um, And they have links to how they're handling the situation in Ukraine. Um, They have updated it because, as we know, uh, over 2 million people have now left Ukraine. So, um, and that's already up on the website. So it's being kept current. Another one, Sunflowers of Peace. Um, it's a, it's another nonprofit. Um, they have currently raised as of March 7th. So what today is the 10th though. So, um, uh, not exactly current on their website right now, but they have raised, uh, well, as of March 7th, uh, just under $2.5 million of their $5 million goal. Um, their mission is to support the people of Ukraine. Um, it, they collaborate with a global network of established organizations and institutions that are committed to helping Ukraine in the situation. Um, they started this new, um, uh, fundraiser to provide medical and humanitarian aid that will be used by the paramedics and doctors in the areas that are affected by the violence. They're acquiring and distributing first aid backpacks, medicine, medical instruments, and other means of survival that are saving hundreds of lives. These supplies meant the world to people affected by violence when we started our first fundraiser in 2015, and they mean the world to all Ukrainians now. And then they have Uh, frequently asked questions page. It says, want to help? We are looking for logistics partners, volunteers in the U.S., and volunteer organizations in Europe. We are not accepting drop-offs currently. Check out the frequently asked questions page for more details. So, Sunflowers of Peace and RASM, um, they are, that that would be some of those where they're working together um, for, because of what they're providing. Um, Okay. Another one hope you had your pens and papers out um that one is not it oh i dislike when i thought i had it all open that's also not where did it go uh okay it this one is ir teams dot org the one thing i cannot do is talk and type at the same time. Um, okay. So, uh, international relief teams, irteams.org is when you type that in, it comes up with a pop-up about the Ukraine crisis. It says they're working through local partners 
uh, donation will enable us to provide food, water, shelter, and other urgent necessities to refugees flooding in to Poland. So that is good because um, Poland has received over a million of the refugees so far. Um, So I also think that it is important to also help um, Poland through this because, you know, that country can only take so many people. And I know that the refugees will continue to spread out and probably travel further through Europe. Um, But that one was irteams.org. Now, looking at a few more charities that are sort of more Poland-specific or helping the displaced Ukrainians, um, Catholic Relief Services, CRS.org, so if you are of Catholic faith, um, that is a great website that you can go to because they are providing help uh, in Poland for helping um, displaced refugees. You can also go to World Central Kitchen, WCK.org. They are providing fresh meals to people at the um, Polish and Romanian borders. Um, So you can help send money to contribute to that. Um, Looking at... um, Oh, where was, I keep, I keep having these things and then I can't find them just the second that I want to talk about it. Um, okay, CORE is a, uh, that is an emergency response happening, CORERespons.org, when you go there, first thing, Ukrainian refugee crisis. They are working in Poland, distributing hygiene kits and thermal blankets, as well as emergency cash assistance to help families resettle. Um, Convoy of Hope is partnering with local Polish organization to provide meals to refugees refugees entering Poland, as well as to deliver food, water, and other basics across the region. You can find that at convoyofhope.org. Um, and then for the animal lovers out there, you can go, now this one is, it, it took me a minute to figure it out. You have to go to Instagram and you're going to type in D-I-O-Z-P-L. Um, and the pictures, it's kind of like a red abstract kind of box and then it's a paw print. So when you click on that, um, you're going to need to hit translate to English, I, I think, because I, let me see, original. Oh, I guess not. Um, you can keep it in Polish. Um, directly under the, like, the main blurb, it says fundraising for D- Diaz, I think is what it is. Um, it's, and it's, like, right above the blue follow bar. They have raised $36,000 yeah, I get, yeah, let's put it into dollars here. Um, there are 16 days left as of when I'm recording this on March 10th. Um, for the fundraiser, they are vets, Polish vets that are going back and forth across the borders into Ukraine to rescue animals uh, and take them back to Poland to take care of them. Um, and, and honestly, I'm so glad that I just happened to come across this one because I've been thinking a lot about the poor animals. I mean, so many people, you've seen so many photos of people traveling across the border with their pets. And obvious, like, I couldn't imagine leaving Millie, my dog. Um, But, uh, you know, sometimes I think about the people that that can't or the people that have um, sadly died and their animals are there and, you know, what are they doing? I there I read an article about this uh, about the organization um and they said that there was was a Ukrainian man called saying 
can you come get my dog? I live alone, but I'm going to go fight in the army. So they had to go and they went from Poland and they met him at the border in into Ukraine to get his dog. And just uh, makes me emotional. Lastly, this is not necessarily, um, this is not charity related, but, um, is something that I've been reading about and I couldn't quite figure out how to work it on my phone. Um, okay, wait a minute. It just <laughs> learn more because it says MIST is, uh, accepting humanitarian aid packages for Ukraine and okay so if you go to meest m-e-e-s-t dot com uh first thing on there will be uh packages to ukraine you well originally when i looked this up i went to or i typed in meest ukraine um you and you can make a contribution oh it says that they are partnering with rasm which we have talked about but I know a lot of people uh, um, have been talking about Meast because it's a shipping service and they were making it, it was like $2.30 a pound for it, like per box per pound to ship to what the, like the Polish border um, to get to Ukraine. And I know that that's how a lot of people are currently shipping their items. Um, other than all of those, so I hope you had your pen and paper out and you were able to write some of those down um, if you would like to contribute. Um, I would look heavily on, if you have Facebook or, you know, just go to Google and type in your local area and see if anyone is collecting donations, especially churches. So we have a local church here in Columbus that is accepting donations of, uh, uh, through tomorrow, actually. Um, and I was able to, we, I went to Dollar Tree, uh, bought 60 some dollars worth of stuff and then um, made a couple of rounds to Costco because uh, I had some family members that live in other states and they had sent me money to help contribute and buy some things as well. My mom had gone to Sam's Club. I mean, $100 can go a long way. I mean, you know, four people that contribute $25 if you have a Sam's or Costco membership, um, you can get quite a bit of stuff. I, I'd gotten craisins, um, canned chicken, granola bars, like Nutri-Green bars and granola bars, um, rubbing alcohol, hydrogen peroxide, band-aids, um, alcohol swabs, men's boxers. I know that they are in desperate, desperate need of men's clothing, like men's undershirts, men's underwear, and men's socks, like boot socks. Um, so, and then everything else, like women's clothing, I, I, like other than socks and underwear, which obviously you want those brand new, um, you can donate gently used clothing items to the local charities that are accepting donations, blankets, coats, hats, scarves, gloves, boots, um, tennis shoes, basically everything. When I had shown it to my nanny kids, uh, the seven-year-old that can read, she was looking at it and she said, she was like, wow, that's, that's like everything you need to live other than like a house basically. And I said, well, yeah, you know, that's, that's, um, uh, you know, that's what they need. And I, I had that moment where you teeter back and forth on this edge of like, you want the children to understand what's like comprehend that there is something happening and that this is our way of giving back and helping. Uh, because God forbid it was ever us, we would want people of the world to help and contribute, uh, while also at the same time not wanting to scare them. And, you know, even that is a privileged thing to say because obviously there are children in Ukraine right now that have either had to flee or they're in underground bunkers or, you know, they're just, um, 
being shot at and bombed and and so on and so forth um you know at hospitals and such and like understanding that but you know wanting to give them details enough that they know that something's happening and that there are people that need a lot of help and that they don't they maybe don't have houses anymore and so it's important that we donate the things that we don't wear or extra food pantry items that we have um like I had an unopened box of uh q-tips and like 500 pack of q-tips that um at the same time like my friend had also bought a box and so I was like oh that's brand new put it in like you know like yeah people are gonna need q-tips um so I donated two trunkfuls and it felt great like it felt really nice to go through and do spring cleaning and it'd be like oh you know I I, I do like these tennis shoes but I don't really wear them that often and they still look fairly brand new and I know someone else is gonna need them more than I do like, you know, someone's going to wear them more than the 10 times that I wore them last year. Um, so I was very less discriminatory in what I was doing. I'm like, have I worn it in the last year? No. Like, do I love it enough to keep it? Or, you know, is there someone that could use it more than me? Yep. Okay. Bye. Like, go have a, you know, like, go have a good, nice life somewhere else. Um, I was able to donate several raincoats that had just kind of piled up and winter coats from that just had forever um hats and scarves that had piled up and yeah felt felt really good so definitely look locally for a church or any kind of service um ohio has a kind of large ukrainian population so if you're in ohio and you're listening to this chances are that there is somewhere local that is doing a fundraiser and you, you don't have to give a lot. You, you really don't. You can go and like the first thing I did was when I got the list of stuff is I went to Dollar Tree and now it's $1.25. Um, and I just went through and I got some, I got shampoo and conditioner and lotion and um, they actually had women's socks. So I got a couple pairs of that and cotton rounds and um, uh, ointment and so, like you really don't have to spend a lot and if you really, and if you don't have the money to spend, but you do have things that you don't wear anymore, um, that are still in good condition, like even that is helpful, truly. Um, so yeah, that is all of the charity donation, like two specific charities, but we are not done. So I mentioned earlier that the comeback alive, um, to directly donate to the military, it has sort of a wonky kind of donation process. Uh, if you are concerned about just in case, you know, your bank were to shut your card down or anything. And how I had kind of circumnavigated that by going through someone through Etsy. So I found this last week, my friend Erica at Paisley and Gold Sewing, which if you are into any kind of yarn thing, knitting, uh, crocheting, or really, I'm, she also makes beautiful leather handbags, um, that I use as purses. You should definitely check her out. She is an Ohio native, um, very sweet. I've, I've told her several times, I wish I had been this good at what you do when I was your age. Like, wish I knew that, like, where I wanted my life to be when I was your age. Uh, lucky duck. Um, but she's great. She had posted it on, her Instagram stories. I was like, oh, this is genius. And I've seen a few other people then post about it. But again, it, it's one of those things where, you know, most of the time, tragedy, something happens and, you know, everyone like pitches in right away and there's this big surge and then it just kind of falls off the map. But this is still evolving and still changing. And so sort of a one-time post isn't in the end going to be the end of it. But um, anyway, if you want to directly help Ukrainian people directly, Ukrainian creators even, um, you can go to Etsy. Do not go through Google. Look, I don't want to make this a whole, like, I, I'm not going to hijack this for, like, reasons that I hate Etsy. But I will also say that Etsy sent an email, like, at 5 o'clock Eastern time on February 24th, on the day that Russia had invaded Ukraine. 
like, and by that point, it had been, like, 24 hours, you know, Ukraine time that, since it had happened. And Etsy still was like, okay, yeah, send that email out saying, like, hey, you guys did so well last year, uh, over the last two years, because it include 2020, shocker, uh, that uh, we're raising our fees from 5% to 6.5%. Now, this doesn't take effect until April 15th, but... Um, but you can still do this right now and you can do it afterwards too. But also never, ever, ever, ever go to Google. Don't ever click on anything that pops up from Etsy from Google because it will track you for, is it 90 days? I definitely know it's more than 30 days. I forget what it is now. I, and it happens to me all the time. It's like, congratulations, you've made 10 sales off of offsite ads. I'm like, I hate it. Uh, Cause you can't opt out. And so if you ever click on anything from Google and then within the next, it's either like 60 to 90 days purchase from that shop. It doesn't have to be the thing you clicked on, but if you purchase anything from that shop, Etsy gets 15% of the sale. Because they they helped you get that sale with these offsite ads that you cannot opt out of. It's garbage. Anyway, um, so either th with the Etsy app on your phone or go directly to Etsy.com, you're going to type in digital downloads into the search. You're going to hit search and then right under the search bar from that, it will have a thing, a button saying all filters. You're going to click that and halfway through it will say um, location and it'll have everywhere checked. So you'll have everywhere, United States or custom. You know, I wonder if you're in Britain, if it says United States or if it says Britain. Anyway, not the point. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry. So you're going to enter into the custom bar, Ukraine, and then you're going to hit search again. And then it's only going to be digital downloads made by Ukrainian artists in Ukraine. I jumped on that so fast. I absolutely loved the idea. Um, because obviously they can't ship things right now. So, you know, it's like, and what if that's your one form of income? And then all of a sudden your country's at war. What, you know, what are you going to do? So, um, which also just begs the larger question. Sorry, I'm diverting from this topic, but I have seriously been wondering, like, what happens during war in your country when it comes to paying bills? Like, how does that... How does that work? Like, who's working on that? I don't know. Anyway, so, um, I not I don't even know if that's a stupid question to ask, but like, I genuinely, like, what do you do? Like, if you have credit card bill or like a student loan payment, you know, or whatever. Like, I, like, oh, well, my country's at war, and like, I, I'm currently not at work because I'm fl fleeing as a refugee. Like, I can't pay right now. I don't know. Anyway, um. Where was I? Oh, so on Etsy, they have so many. So, I mean, some of them are just like a stock photo basically, but with varying like $10, $20, $25, $50. And that's a donation to that person. They don't have to ship anything. It just goes directly to them. Obviously with the Etsy fees taken out, honestly, I think Etsy should remove the fee part for the Ukrainian people right now, honestly, if they were any sort of good company, which they are not. But, um, so you can do that. And for the most part, most of these people are not even keeping the money for themselves. They are donating it back to the military. So that's how I came across being able to contribute to Come Back Alive. But, not through that website doing the fondy.eu that I just was kind of like, oh, I don't know. So I went to, I ended up with um, a digital art from Fern Ceramics. So it's all one word, Fern Ceramics. She is an artist located in Kiev. Um, I've now since been following her on Instagram, trying to like keep tabs because Kiev is the capital city. Um, she had a picture that she had drawn of the Snake Island. Uh, it's like 13 green army men. And then it's an island that's supposed to represent the 13, uh, the 13 army, it weren't naval, um, 13 military personnel on Snake Island that said Russian warship, go F yourself. Uh, so I bought that at like $20, $25. Um, 
and she was just taking whatever money she got and was sending it to the Come Back Alive. Uh, another one that I purchased was a just a, a picture that she had made uh, from Handmade by Arena Toys. So Handmade by, and then it's I-R-Y-N-A Toys. Um, now she had like, last time I checked, over 3,000 sales, and I, I, I just love that. And they were like $5 and $8 a piece. Um, another one that I had gotten were, if you cross-stitch, uh, it was, um, it was a cross-stitch page. So it wasn't Ukraine specific, but she was located in Ukraine and made digital cross-stitch patterns. And now when I, like, I was going to double check it, um, it said that the shop got closed down. So I hope that, um, I hope that she's okay. Cause I mean, it was open it just the other day. So I don't know. Um, they have everything though. I mean, Vector images, sublimation images, um, clip art, uh, pictures that you can print, embroidery charts, crusted chart, just all sorts of things that you can do that you can support an actual Ukrainian maker, person, family, slash, you know, that they, a lot of times they're sending the money to Ukrainian, um, charities and mainly the, um, military, um, two that are not Ukrainian, but they are going to Ukrainian charities is call her happy and VB cross stitch. So VB cross stitch, um, that is, again, I don't have the Etsy app open where I was just looking at that. Um, so VB cross stitch, they are sending 100% of the profits to the armed forces of Ukraine. Um, can't wait. I'm going to try, well, soon. It's it's going to be something that I do this month. Uh, but she has a, it's $5.50, has a, uh, it, it's got a, it's a square sunflower border. And then it says Russian more stuff, go F yourself. Um, and then call her happy. They are sending their donations to uh, Voices of. I want to make sure that I have Voices of Children, which is focusing on the psychological help for Ukraine children. Um, and they, it, she just has a cute uh, Ukrainian saints prayer uh, coloring sheet for five dollars as well. Um, but yeah, and you can also type in uh, on Etsy like Ukraine donation and then shops like including, I, I don't know if I'm actually showing up anywhere, but shops that are sending donations to Ukraine, um, th those will all pop up there. But if you want to directly just go straight to someone in Ukraine, you're going to do digital downloads and then all filters and then custom for the location and type in Ukraine. Lastly, to help individual Ukrainians, uh, Airbnb, people have been booking out Airbnbs throughout Ukraine. And I have heard mixed reviews on this. I don't know what the Airbnb fees are. And then I've heard that Airbnb is removing the fees. I, I don't know. But um, that's sort of like the Etsy, just a different version of an Etsy thing of helping specific Ukrainian people uh, through Airbnb booking up to um, help them get money. And then I have also seen like Airbnbs throughout like in Poland and such that people are crowdsourcing to rent like big buildings or whatever to house Ukrainian refugees. So Airbnb, if that's something that you also do frequently, um, that's another option to help individual Ukrainians and then also maybe also house uh, Ukrainian refugees while they are trying to figure out what they are going to do. The last thing that I want to talk about, and this is not charity related, but I just feel like I want to pass this information along because I don't think that a lot of American media is giving the correct picture of what's happening or they're not giving a full picture. Um, so I thought I would pass along the news sources that I've been using and I feel like I'm getting a broader sense of everything happening. Um, 
And I, I do want to start this by saying that some of these sources, they do post very like videos and boom, it's a dead body and it's another dead body and boom and, you know, wailing of of people crying because they found their loved ones. Um, and, you know, those are things that don't leave your mind easily, but that is also, unfortunately, the um, horrors of war. So just take that with a grain of salt. Um, but I feel like it's better to get like what's actually happening than watered down or half-truths or in any way whatsoever propaganda, you know, leading in any kind of direction. Like, I just want facts, figures, numbers. Um, so first, not that I didn't know about Reddit beforehand, but I was not really involved in Reddit, but Reddit has, well, I guess what, they called a subreddit thread for Ukraine. And that has been so crazy informative because it's people posting stuff from everywhere. So, I mean, it's, it's your regular news sources and then like tweets and videos and just from all over. And it's wild, the things that I'm seeing there before. And, and then I see it later somewhere else. I'm like, oh yeah, well, I saw that on Reddit like seven hours ago. Um, through Reddit, I found the live camera. So right now, Kiev as well as um well i guess cuz how i found it was through a reddit when they when the um russian army was attacking the was zap zaprohova um nuclear power plant the second nuclear power plant last week um found this live and they have several camera footage and just very informative and it's Nimico network n-e-m-i-c-o network so you I just typed in Nimico network YouTube um usually has a live stream up all around Kiev um and I mean they're like tracking flights and like I don't know, just crazy things where you're kind of like is this legal right now? I mean, it's legal. It's everything is something that you can see that I just you didn't realize that you could track these things. But um, they are very, like, not political whatsoever. It is, you know, these are the facts, numbers, figures. This is what's happening with no sort of opinion added to it whatsoever. And I, like, that's what I want. Um, via Twitter... I've been following the Kyiv Independent, uh, so it's K-Y-I-V Independent. I find them on Twitter. They also have an Instagram page now and obviously a website. So I guess it used to be, um, what, the Kyiv Post, I think, and then that, for some reason, whatever, got disbanded. So then the writers formed together and made the Kyiv Independent. Um, you can also donate to a GoFundMe for them. But I mean, they had raised so much money that they had kind of branched off starting a different GoFundMe for other people because they're like, yeah, you funded us, but this is how you can help other Ukrainian um, news outlets or, or something or other. But um, they have been very informative. And because it's actual Ukrainians in Ukraine still that are they're working and, and putting everything together. Um, through the Kiev Independent, um, two people that I've been following. One is Ilya Ponomarenko. You can find him on Twitter at I-A-P-O-N-O-M-A-R-E-N-K-O. He is a journalist kind of special specializing in war areas. Like, he's been doing this for a while. Um, again, he and and um, Alexander that I'm about to say, they do sometimes post videos. So I mean, like, don't do what I did, which was a few times scrolling at, you know, like one twelve forty five at night uh, in the morning, whatever, and then um, seeing dead bodies and limbs everywhere. Um, right before you go to bed, that was not 
not exactly the thing that I was looking forward to, but that, that is war. And I would, you know, that's, if you're not shocked by it, then you're not paying attention and you're, um, and you, you're not getting the correct news if you're not shocked by it. Uh, the other one is Alexander Sherba. You find him on Twitter at O-L-E-X underscore S-C-H-E-R-B-A. He was, um, the, I'm going to look because I want to make sure that I say it right. Um, Oh, well, there we are. Um, he was Ukraine's ambassador to Austria from 2014 to 2021 and had just, um, written a book. Um, so they have been very, and like, again, they're tweet, like they tweet stuff out. And then later that night, I'm seeing it on nightly news or somewhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I saw that. Like I saw that a while ago. Um, now last thing, um, because I would be remiss if I didn't talk about this. And mostly, like, I see this through Reddit. Um, the anonymous hacking group. Okay, like, I'm obsessed. Okay, like, let me explain. I was just talking to my boss last week about this. I said, if there was one thing that I could do that is just so out of my skill set, it would be hacking. And he's like, yeah. Now, the funny thing is, is that he actually does computer coding. So I feel like, if anything... He has the general gist of the idea of what it takes to hack, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, um, they are like, they blow my mind with what they do. And what I love about it is that it feels very like it's so grassroots movement of people sitting at home. And I, if, if I had to take a guess, I would assume that the people that are seriously working for Anonymous work for three-letter agencies. I mean, just pick a three-letter agency. If you don't know what that sentence is, like MI6, CIA, FBI. Oh, okay. Well, those are the three-letter agencies that I... Uh, Homeland Security, DHS. Um, if, if I had to take a guess, it's probably not just like your random person, to, you know, like your next-door neighbor. Could be. Could be. Um... But they have done so much to get information to Russia. And again, I want to reiterate that I do not place the blame on the Russian people whatsoever for this uh, because they've been so brainwashed and the propaganda has just been ingrained in their system for so long that at the current moment, I mean, they're, they are literally seeing photos and videos of that, like, things are getting out, and they're like, that's fake, that's staged, that's not real, and I true, I mean, I, I honestly think that they think that, and I mean, and you sit there, and you're like, how could you possibly say that that's not real, but, I mean, when that's, when you're only being fed state media, and that's all you've known, like, yeah, it really warps, it really warps you, so anyway, anonymous, and I assume, I would probably have to scroll back here and see if it's still even up here, because I don't know that they took credit for it. And I, so this could, th this could have actually not happened at all, but I, because I, I don't know if I ever actually saw it confirmed anywhere. Um, but I, I feel like I saw it in two places at least, so maybe it was confirmed. Someone, allegedly, I'll say allegedly, because I don't know this for sure, hacked into a top Russian pharmacy. So you know how like CVS, Walgreens, whatever, you'll get text messages if you've signed up and it's like, hey, it's time to refill your prescription. Like, hey, your prescription's ready at this time. And like, hey, save 35% off, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Allegedly, someone hacked in last week to a top Russian pharmacy and sent out mass text but instead of being like, hey, it's time to refill your prescription, it's like, your government is lying to you. This is what's happening in Ukraine. This is how many people have died. This is how many Russian soldiers have, you know, feared to be dead already. I'm like, I'm obsessed. Like, the ingenuity of that idea. And then I don't, it wasn't Anonymous that came up with the idea, but they, I think someone else had come up with the idea, had sent it to Anonymous, and then Anonymous had put it out there to the wider sphere to do. 
And I think, I don't know if Google has stopped it or if Russian Google, whatever, have, has stopped it. But someone had had the idea to go to Google, Yelp, whatever. There's like a Russian version of Yelp and find local restaurants, doctor's offices, whatever, and leave a five-star review. And you start the review with like, if it was a restaurant, like, oh, I really loved my meal, blah, blah, blah. And then there was like kind of like a form text that you could copy and paste over because they wanted it to be in Russian. And it's like, this is what's happening right now in Ukraine. Like, you're not denazifying anything. Like, the Ukrainian people were already free. You guys invaded and, you know, so far. And so. I'm like, that's genius. I mean, because the amount of people in World War Two that, well, didn't know slash claim they didn't know about concentration camps and especially like Auschwitz, Birkenau, like the extermination camps. And they're like, we had no idea. And it's like, you didn't smell that? Like, on you didn't smell the smell? Like, you're not that far away. Like, what What do you mean? You, you had no idea. So it's like, if we had had the the way to do that then although for americans most americans you know like no one knew no one knew until the end about that really truly um really how bad it actually really was i think there had been kind of rumors about it but until the american um military was able to break through and see it and get it out there but um but i'm like if it's like would world war ii have gone on as long as it did had there been the advance in technology, like, probably not. But then also, like, people can't keep their mouth shut, and so, you know, loose lip sync ships. Then there's literally songs, because, you know, I love my 40s big band music, um, about, oh, gosh, I just, like, I have part of the melody stuck in my head, but not the right part of the, um, Oh no, that's that. I'm thinking of the totally wrong song. Anyway, anyway, there there were actually songs written during World War II. Like, don't talk about it because that's espionage. Like, don't talk about it. Uh, so I feel like, on the other hand, you know, like D-Day probably would have been ruined because I don't know some some kid would have been on Snapchat or whatever. Like in the military, would be like, hey, guess what? We're about to drop in somewhere. Uh, so I just I love the ingenuity of Anonymous and of other people coming up with these ideas. And then Anonymous last week had posted a thing about um, somehow they could generate actual Russian phone numbers. And then there was a form text message that you could send. Um, and then they had like a way where you could send the text message anonymously. So, or like with a, a dummy phone number, basically. So it wasn't attached to your phone number. And, uh, and again, I'm just like the way that people are going about trying to get the information out there, but anonymous specifically, they have also like, right at the start of this, they just kept hacking in and taking down all of the Russian government website, like Kremlin, just every, just every time they get back online, anonymous would knock it back out again. And then as of right now, um, they earlier today breached the Russian federal agency responsible for censoring media and released 360,000 files to the public. Like, just think about that. It says, and they specifically tweeted, today Anonymous leaked over 800 gig of data belonging to Roskomnadzor, the Russian agency responsible for monitoring controlling and censoring Russian mass media. Wild. I You just know. You just know. The government's like, oh, God, not them again. Not the hackers again. Um, And, yeah, they're hacking into the two-way radio systems uh, because the the Russian military is not using an encrypted radio system, I, it, which honestly boggles my mind. And I... I just grew up in a military family. I I didn't actually, like, I wasn't actually in the military, but I've had enough military family members that, like, hearing that, I'm like, what now? So, yeah, the anonymous hacking group has just been, it's 
it's been a wild ride. Uh, and I find most of this out because I'll just check them on Twitter every once in a while and the Kiev independent and, um, and the subreddit thread. And then the, every night, basically just at some point at night, I'll turn on the Nimico network. Well, I'll just go YouTube Nim Nimico network and pull up a live feed of Kiev. Um, in, like sometimes there's whoever's in charge but I, I honestly I don't know their name or if they even publish their name I don't know anyway um and he'll be talking about the articles that have come up or like things that they've been able to verify um but you know a lot of times it's just silence and you'll hear birds fly by or whatever and it's just it's just that like then I'm able to read or I'm able to cross stitch or you know able to do anything else because I'm like okay like I can see it so we're like we're okay right now um and that's where it's also like a hindrance that we have so much readily available at our fingertips because at some point you feel like you have to be involved like have to be checking it because otherwise just like you're not being aware um but yeah it, it brings me a great sense of peace that Every night at midnight, 7 a.m. Kiev time, um, midnight East Coast time, they, instead of their regular um, alarm, they play the Ukrainian national anthem at 7 o'clock morning Kiev time. And that just uh, brings me a lot of joy every day. I hear that. I'm like, oh, okay, the sun has risen again. Ukraine is still Ukraine. They're still free. Um, they're still fighting. And that's, yeah, that, that's pretty much everything. On that note, I'm going to head out of this extra podcast. Uh, I hope that you found something useful, something informative. And yeah, as Ilya Ponomarenko from uh, the Kiev Independent Twitter has said, like, even if you are just tweeting out the things that are actually happening or you've donated one time to a single charity, whatever, like you are part of the resistance and you are, you are staying informed and you are doing your part. So I hope that you are paying at least a little bit of attention and that you've done something helpful, some, something to contribute to helping this end because, um, having read my history books at, uh, I don't think that this stops at Ukraine if, for um, whatever reason, uh, they were to ever surrender or Russia was able to get a hold of Ukraine. I don't think it ends there. And the second that it doesn't end there, we are all involved. So the more that we can do to help Ukraine now, help the military and help the people do everything that we can, hopefully we end it there and we're able to right the wrongs and really put Russia, like, kind of giving them the, the Germany treatment after World War One and World War Two. More specifically after World War Two, because World War Two was created because of how Germany was treated after World War One. So, again, you know, I'm, I've always heard if you if you don't learn from your history, you're doomed to repeat it. But I, I guess I never actually expected the repeating to, to like be an actual literal copy control, copy paste, repeat, just inserting different country names. So, um, yeah, it's, it's scary, but we are going to get through it. And together, if we all do a little bit and we band together, then hopefully we can end this quickly um, and save as many lives as possible while doing so. Until next time, guys, remember there are no bad hair days. We're going to get to better side hopefully soon. I will see you guys next time.